Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Thank you. Please have your seats. Wow. There are guys who were here before. They preached my sermon. I, I will not mention names. Uh, but first, give me, there's a picture I asked for. Can you put it up? Can I have that picture? No, not that one. The one of the four horsemen. Okay, there are four men. The picture is coming. I don't know whether you can see that picture where you are. As these uh, gentlemen were up here talk, having that conversation, I, I got a, a deep gratitude in my heart because what I could see is that this movement has fathers. And the movement that has fathers has a future. Amen. All right. Let me move on. Some of you have not understood the prophecy at all. Could I have some more sound on my side? Now, fruitfulness is a... 2023 is going to be the year of fruitfulness. Now, I started sort of hearing that word in my different places, in my heart, around November. But I was not like conk sure. The more I thought about it, the more I like, yeah, fruitfulness. And then I keep thinking, but are you sure? <laughs> now, for those of you who do not yet have the pleasure of leading a movement, is that you can mislead a lot of people <laughs> with just one, you know, you come up and say something and it's off. It's not funny at all. So when we're, so I, I kept, it kept ruminating in my heart, fruitfulness, fruitfulness. And I kept thinking about it like, God, of course fruitfulness is in the Bible, but I need a so by mid-December, by let's say by almost by Christmas, I was like, look, Christmas has come. It I don't think it can change now because now we are going to be eating what I'm I'm not sure I will even be hearing from God. It had better be the one. So, of course, we're going to Christmas festivities plus all the accompanying <coughs> whatever. But somehow, inside of me, I was not enjoying whatever was going on. Because I, need, I was still... And, and then... Can I tell you what happened? Should I tell you what happened? 
these people on this side don't want to hear what happened. Oh, oh, who wants to hear what happened? Hey, good to see you. And I got a message from Papa Mike Brin. Say, I'll be there. Who else here has got a message from Papa Mike Brain and you show us? Okay. And he was telling me that he feels that this coming year is going to be his year in his ministry, a year of fruitfulness. I was like, that's it. The word was confirmed. Amen. In the other screen, they are still showing the first man. Please first sit. So, in case you're here and you're thinking, Kale, they went on a strategic retreat, discussed what, I don't know who they are, what should we teach the church this year? And then they came up with what? Fruitfulness. What a shock. No, 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 no. You are walking in a prophetic word. And you're going to see it happen. I'd like someone to put on that monitor over there so that when I walk there, I don't feel like my ear doesn't work. Now, if I were you, I would be praying for me because there is this is one of those summons I don't like because there are fireworks at, at midnight and you can't postpone it. So I need you to be also participating with me so that I move quicker. Hey! Now let me tell you something. So I have here a very nice prepared summon. Seven pages. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Do you know where it's from? John chapter 15. Oh yeah, with details. So you have to really be in the spirit to catch uh, some stuff because obviously given the time, I'm not going to be able to teach all of it. But let me, as I was preparing today, today in the evening, as I, when I was lying down, in my office and God started to minister to me even more because I, I prepared and finished in the morning even more about fruitfulness in a prophetic sense which I'm going to tell you about now here is what he was saying fruitfulness requires peace <laughs> yeah during war many people don't conceive and bear children they, they avoid it it's dangerous to get pregnant in war so no one is going around 
trying to get pregnant during war. No. Everyone is avoiding it. They don't want to bear fruit because then, but when in seasons of peace is when fruitfulness occurs. And what I heard God say is that in declaring to you a year of fruitfulness, listen, he is going to give you rest on all sides. Rest on all sides. 2022 has been a year of war for a lot of people. Many of you here. It's been a year of war, battle. Stabilizing the church. For some of us, it's been a year of stabilizing the church. Like you can really see the enemy wants to steal what God has. Why? So in a bid to stabilize, we, we went into fight mode. Fighting all sorts of things. Doing gatherings. And you know when you fight, it's, you're busy. And when you're so busy, you can't be as fruitful as you could be when you're not that busy. Busyness actually reduces fruitfulness. But when there is war, busyness is necessary. So many people here, this has been a year of battle. This is, I'm, 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 this is a prophecy. So don't think I'm guesswork international. But the Lord is going to give you rest on all sides. That's the word I had. Rest on all sides. To the end that fruitfulness is just going to flow out of you. Because the energy you were using to fight, you're going to use to bear fruit. Oh yeah. I, if I were here, I would be more excited about the word than, than that. Rest on every side to give you peace. So you can bear fruit. God will not have asked you to bear fruit in a season of war. And you're going to see it practically. Some of you have been fighting certain sicknesses. You'll see in 2023, there will be nothing like it. Yeah, some of you, you're going to see in 2023, there will be no pain in your body. You will even wonder is this okay because you're accustomed to pain some of you in your marriage it has been war in 2023 there is going to be so much peace you will start wondering what has happened to my person because the Lord is giving you rest on every side some of you have been fighting addictions and all kinds of habits the Lord is giving you rest on every side. Some of you, that 2022 was a year of financial fights. 
fighting to stay afloat financially. Debts and other such things. Businesses. After COVID 2020-2021, you were solo, you were fighting to survive. And I'm, I'm telling you this. God is going to give you financial rest. Rest on every side. Spiritual walls are being built around you to give you rest on every side. So Father, we thank you for your word. For your word is true. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you receive it? Yeah. So, fruitfulness is going to come with rest. Now, some of you, maybe you don't go to church often and you know it's New Year's, so you feel like you need to cross over with sane people, so you're welcome. And those of you who are watching online, you're welcome. But I'm primarily addressing myself to the people of this ministry, of this movement. Amen. This is your word. Yeah. And do not harden your heart because of your experiences. Don't harden your heart. God is able to do things like that. Yeah. When they tell you touch where is heart, just touch. You, you, you. Like that. I got a testimony from someone who was watching us online last year. They were in such a bad place. And they, they didn't refuse to watch because they were watching movie, a movie. And then power chucked, so they didn't have the movie watching equipment. So they just decided to click on the phone. And as I was speaking, God started a work in this person. If you see that where the number of lives she's changing, God even moved them into another country to continue that, that thing. So don't, you might be sitting there and you're bored. You are like, Kale, they brought, oh, you came for the fireworks and you're like, okay, one hour, 39 minutes. <clears throat> Relax. The word of God is going to do surgery on you. Yeah. <laughs> Like those bored people who didn't even want. Surgery like this. Uh, you'll see. John 15 verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. This thing has too much revelation. I'm praying for you as you pray for me that we can at least get some headlines out of it. Now, I asked Vera to get me two pictures or three. First give me the one of the tree. You see the tree? You see that? That's not a vine. Yeah. When they're talking about fruitfulness in the sense that Jesus is teaching in John 15, that's not the picture. Yeah, because that tree, as they were telling us, can stand by itself and it can bear fruit like that. But Jesus didn't say, I am the true mango and my father is mango dresser. <laughs> he said, I am the true vine. Give me the vine picture. 
vine, vine, vine. You see that? You, these are vines. The closest we have in Uganda is passion fruits. So you have to support them on stilts. If you leave them on the ground, they don't bear fruit. It doesn't matter how good the soil is. They have to be supported. Those of you who are like Mouvelle trees. And you think that, you see, there is a lot of deception in the church. People think that that's what makes you a strong Christian. No, that makes you a fake, fruitless Christian. Fruitful Christians are uh, nimble, bendable. What the other previous tree can you direct it anywhere? Yeah. Jesus is telling us that he is this kind of of plant. And the father is a vine dresser. You see those plants that require constant care. Yeah, don't think you are like those, those trees in the forest. The seed fell there by itself. The tree grew. No one knows. It takes care. If that's your life, ah, you're a different kind. I don't think you are like Christ. Are you following? The life of Christ, which is the life of you, is the life of a vine. Now, let me first do top, top player. You're not a player. I'm going to serve top player in like five or ten minutes before we get into the soup and all the other stuff. Are you ready for top player? Oh, there's so much power here today. I'm telling you. And the problem with you, you think you have to feel it. But just live by faith, not by feelings. I can tell you there's so much power here today. I feel like it's one of those nights you can literally get anything you want from heaven. I'm telling you, I know it. I know it. I know it. Now let me get the two ladies who are up here to come. Pastor B3 and Pastor Ruth. The Mrs. Lord Mar. Let me first do the top layer and then we dig. Come. So, Jesus is saying, Lord have mercy, I am the true vine. The one planted in the water, in the ground, and my father is the vine dresser, is the gardener. Okay? <clears throat> now, when I go deeper with it, you'll understand. At now, what you need to do is not understand, you need to believe. Because I don't want to run out of time to give you the top player. So that, rather, the whole thing. So I'm going to give you top player, and then we'll go into understanding. Uh, there, whether you get two ladles, three, we go. As long as you add the oil. 
So he says, my father is the vine dresser. Now, notice he didn't say, I am the vine. He said, I am the true vine. Which means there are other vines. Wait. So let's say this is Jesus. The true vine. The father is the gardener of Jesus. And these are the, this is the branch of Jesus. Okay? Pastor Flocam. Give me that one. So this is a branch of the vine. And as Pastor Bithy told us, when you go to the other verses, the fruit doesn't grow on the vine. The fruit grows on the branch. Hmm? But here is a catch. And this is a deep catch. You have your spoon ready to scoop the, 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 the. It's a deep cut. Oi. You see this branch here. You see this vine here for whom the father is the vine dresser. Somewhere else in Isaiah 11 this vine here is called a branch. Give it, give it, it's there. <laughs> Jesse was a vine for whom Jesus was a branch. He's not the only vine. Now, in this conversation with the disciples, he is the vine of which they are the branches. But I have news for you. John 12, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it, that, Jesus is talking about himself. From verse 23 downwards. And in verse 24, he, he talks about that eternal principle. In verse 25, he transfers it. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world, in other words, who, who will put it down and die, will keep it for eternal life. What he's saying, that this branch here can also be a vine if it dies. He's not the only vine. He's not the only vine. 
Peter was a branch to Jesus, but to Mark, Peter was a vine. Paul was a branch to Jesus and to Barnabas, but to Timothy, he was a vine. Because the whole vine thing doesn't end. You don't have one plant from Jerusalem to Kampala via the Red Sea. No. Now, I am expelling religious syndromes that lead to fruitful, fruitlessness now. I told you, let me give you the top layer. You get a new wrinkle in your brain, sweat over it. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a new year. You'll, you'll figure it out. He's not the only vine. He's just saying I'm the true vine. The original vine. But if you're going to have fruit all over the world, you can't have one vine. Otherwise, then it, why, why is he telling them that if you don't die, you will not bear fruit? Anyone who takes their life and follows Jesus through the death process of letting go of your own bitiba and big-headedness and twasoma and I don't know what, and they decide I am going to put my life down. They become a new vine. They are not the original vine. They are not the true vine. But they are vine. Let me tell you something. The next time you want to charge your phone, don't go to Owen Falls Dam. Don't drive to Bujagali because that's where the power is generated. You're like, me, I only charge at that source. It's not so smart. You may sound clever, but not smart. The last time you wanted Jesus to heal you, he didn't lay hands on you. It was another Christian. I feel like this is going well. Should I continue? Why are some people looking annoyed? I'm trying to show you how you are going to be fruitful. And part of the process of fruitfulness is the willingness to see yourself as a vine of some sort that the father is also what? Gardening. Because when you only see yourself as a branch, you tend to think that you are going to bear all the fruit. That's why many of you don't want to plant churches because you don't have this revelation. You are like, I will be a, 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 um, maybe a hard leader. I'm a branch. Yeah. 
But when you get the revelation of what I'm telling you, you understand that there is very limited fruit that can grow on one branch. But if you decide to become a vine with many branches, then you are like Jesus. Also, your fruit is growing on other branches. You see, I, I, because I planted this church by the grace of God with many other people here, I bear fruit in Rwanda, where I don't live, in Nairobi, where I don't live, in Germany, where I don't live, in Arua, where I don't live. Why? Because I have many branches. This church here is like a tiny branch on Jesus' vine. Yeah, we are just a small, lousy branch out there in Uganda and wherever. But that branch bears what? Fruit for Jesus. Now within the church... In this movement, I'm a vine. To Jesus, I'm a branch. To you, I'm a vine. Network leaders are my branches. But to a location pastor, they're a vine. Location pastors are branches of network leaders. But to the zonal pastors and MC leaders, they have a vine. You try and disconnect yourself uh, as an MC leader from your location pastor and we see how much fruit you bear. Or let's try and say, ah, we, we no longer recognize Jesus. We are now about what, what, what? Like some people, they start putting the interesting flags on their church buildings and, and we see how much fruit you can bear. It's a continuum of branch you are a branch and a vine at the same time. A branch and a vine. A branch and a vine. Now, the people who, who stop this grace are the ones who decide, I shall be the last branch. I refuse to be a vine. I'll just bear fruit. You better like it. Ah. And there was silence. And the things, the things I'm talking about, do they make sense or they don't make sense? They're also disturbing your religiosity. Many of you. So you, you can't quite, there's a buzz in your spirit. They're like, oh my God. Are you with your one mission or community? Tell me you're bearing more fruit than me with 70 locations. Fruitfulness is dependent on the number of branches. Now, let me go. Oh, I told you we are going to look into the details. Are you ready for the details? 
but I'm still serving top layer, the stuff with the oil in it. Now, take me to verse 16, which uh, the gentleman we are dealing with here, and I show you something. In my notes, I'll not even reach verse 16, but let's just go there and then come back and work backwards. I'm going to show you something eh, that is going to make you repent. Repent is not a bad word. It's going to make you change your mind and take a new direction that is useful to the whole world. You did not choose me. This is Jesus eh? telling these ones. But I and appointed you for what purpose? To go and bear You see, it sounds contradictory. Let me show you why it sounds contradictory. <laughs> He's saying that to bear fruit, you must abide in me. And yet he says, to bear fruit, you must go. You go while abiding. You know there are people who live together and they are not in love and there are people who stay far from each other and they are in love. So abiding is not necessarily proximity. Proximity is not abiding. In fact, proximity is very bad for a lot of people. There are people who, because of their proximity to me, they can't bear a certain kind of fruit. The biggest fruit in my ministry is from other churches, not worship harvest churches. Because of proximity problems. Now, contradictory. Should God that your fruit should remain and whatever you ask the Father will give you. Now, your fruit should remain. I need five people quickly to come here. I've got more than I need. Just line up there. That's okay. Better Mugumu. Better Mugumu. I'm going to show you something. Other versions say that your fruit may last. Now, what makes fruit remain? Is it refrigeration? Is it that there was this branch in 1750 which put on so many oranges and it is 2022 272 years later we are still eating oranges from that tree. Is that true? Now the oranges you ate last week you think those trees dropped from heaven? 
last week. Those trees are part of a long legacy of orange trees that have been bearing fruit and fruit and fruit and fruit until the, like this. This tree bears fruit. This fruit, it has seeds. Remember what Dr. Oklo was teaching us? And the seeds produce another orange tree, fruit, seeds, tree, fruit, seeds, tree, fruit, seeds. So the oranges you bought last week, they are from the Genesis chapter 1. It's 6,000 years of continued seed productivity. That's how fruit remains. I know you have partially understood it, so I'm going to do something that's going to help you understand it fully. Let me stop here. Let me separate this group. Now, there are these so-called GMO, blah, blah, what, what. Where you get the orange, please excuse the shift from vine to orange because I have to use something that you, uh, you know. You get the orange, it is so sweet, it is so yellow, it is so succulent. When you bite it like this, the juice just flows down your, your arm. Mm. Ah. There is one problem. Are you watching? It is a seedless orange. Have you eaten those oranges that have no seeds? What is the future of a seedless orange? Whoever produced it, wherever it came from, it is ending right there from the, from its generation of oranges there will never be another down the line because the fruit lacked seeds so it did not remain fruit that remains doesn't remain by refrigeration fruit that remains, remains by seed production. And the seeds in the fruit must be willing to die to bring up new trees that put on new fruit with seeds that must die to bring new trees that put on new fruit that must die like that. That is how your fruit remains. Now you may be a nice Christian. Huh? A wonderful believer. A lovely sister in the Lord. A brother in the Lord with high character. Incorruptible. Has never taken a bribe. Eh? Even when they look at other girls, they don't feel anything. 
only their wife. Hey. So, so, so righteous and true and lovely and church growing. A tither. You are, you are a nice fruit. Anyone who sits and has coffee with you will say, I there's a deep brother from Worship Harvest. Um, Cairo, you know. Yeah? You are the right person to do business with because they know whether they, they will not be cheated. You are a succulent, nice fruit. You are the darling of the family. Your wife is blessed because you don't give her trouble. You are not like the other guys. And all of that is there because of your disciple. Whoever discipled you. But you do not have any disciples. You are a seedless fruit. All that niceness that you boast about is going to end with you. After you, there will be no one to carry on the legacy of your niceness. Because you are a sweet orange without seeds. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Say far from me. You see, the church is now full of judges. Who are on Twitter, Facebook and other platforms judging men of God because they see themselves as better than pastor so and so prophet so and so I don't know whatever so and so because they were in the news for this this that brother sister that person you're talking about they are leading people to Christ every week they are discipling thousands of people. They may not be as sweet as you. Maybe they are a little bit of a bitter orange. But they have seed. And you don't. Because you think church is for being nice. Doesn't it shock you how God likes certain people that you don't like? Yeah. You're like, if, if, if I were me, why does that person have miracles? Look, where are the miracles coming from? From God. God is using the other person to produce miracles while you, you don't have anything. Your character is 10 out of 10. Okay, 9 out of 10. Theirs is 2 out of 10. They are a bitter orange. You are a sweet orange. 
but their bitter orange has so many seeds. They have so many churches. They have so you think where is going to where, where where do you think God is going to invest his power? If you were God, where would you put your power? Where would you put your power? Hasn't it occurred to you by now that operating in the power of God actually is independent of some things you think? Now, I'm not saying go and be a crook. It's not helpful. I'm just saying, think, think of today is the last day of the year. Use your brain. If you were God, where would you invest your spiritual resources? In a person who wants to just be sweet and seedless and the thing ends with them? Or with people who they look at themselves, they don't have enough education, they don't have enough, up, their upbringing didn't help them keep a marriage together. No one taught them decorum. It is, they don't have all the advantages you have, but they made the choice to die and serve God. You, you are still here waving at us all your degrees and character, but you have refused to lay down your life and become a vine that produces branches that will bear more fruit. Ah, you don't have the right. How does fruit remain through generations of seed? Seed, 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 seed. Let me finish the top layer and I dive in. <laughs> yeah, this top player is making people belt you already. <laughs> By the way, I love you. I love you too. I love you completely. There's a lovely team here from Washpavis Masaka. With your lovely pastor. The thing you're chasing right now, in 50 years, it will be zero, zero, nothing. It will be so nothing. You'll wonder why you spent your whole life chasing it. <clears throat> now, Come, let's stop this fruitless, seedless what? Now, let me ask you something. <clears throat> Fruits, they are nice, right? Let's use the orange as an example. Have you ever tasted seeds? Now, here is what some disciples have decided to do. You've become politicians. You're like, me? 
I will not disturb my disciples. I will not. I will tell them and let them decide whether they want to bear fruit or not. Look, for me, as a matter of principle, I cannot disciple anyone. Anyone. Look, if you ever want to never ever be able to see me or talk to me at all, be a, a nice Christian who does not have a line of many disciples, you will never see me. Yeah, I'm just giving you a short, quick sermon on how to never talk to Apmo. Except if we find each other in an airport and we are all stuck there, there's nowhere to go. Then you come and say, oh, I'm from Washington. Oh, well, welcome, sit, uh -huh, tell me. There it will happen. But on purpose, you and I, when you are not a disciple, you are a, a seedless fruit. Uh, only if God tells me and says, I command you by my name, you must talk to that person. I'll say, you're the boss. You're the boss. You see things I don't. The process of getting your disciples like this one. Yes, yes. Huh? Yes. It's bitter. It's bitter. Yeah, you ask these people. All of them, they praise you five years later. Oh, yeah. But in the time of instructing them, saying, I need you to go to X place and bear fruit there. It's bitter seeds, man. Bitter seeds. People can even not talk to you. They only talk to you out of duress, but if it was up to them, they would not talk to you. It's later on when their location is working out. And they also have disciples who have disciples and they are seeing there are a lot of people. Hey, lives are changing. They lay hands on the sick. They get healed. They, they are there preaching and then they start prophesying and they don't know how it happened. Then they say, hey, up more. Thank you. Uh, giving us a life of significance. But when you were, when, when, when you had... But when you were trying to get the seed out of the fruit to get it planted, bitter lemon just. That's how you've decided to kill the generational life of Jesus. By playing politics with your disciples. You want to be Mr. Nice and Mrs. Nice. You think God called you to entertain your disciples. You keep entertaining. Hey. This seed level is bitter. But minor seed. There is the gen it dies. 
This can't continue. How will the fruit of worship harvest remain if the Lord tarries in 100 years? In 100 years, look, it doesn't matter what your faith and mine is, I will not be here. Yeah, I will not be preaching messages here. It's not going to happen. You can't decide to be a branch. If your fruit will be here in 100 years, you must be a vine to a vine to a vine to a vine to a branch. Those ends. Whereas like, even when you go to heaven, there will be a long line of multi-generations of disciples. In a hundred years, they will still be preaching and making disciples. But when you stick around and you do everything by yourself, the day your voice goes quiet, that's it. People will just be there saying, oh, you were, you were a nice man. Oh, the man was so good. The man was good. Nothing for the future. Because you could not bear the bitterness of the seeds. Hmm. Go and sit down. End of top player. You feel like you can even go now, eh? Malakasitaya. All that was to explain verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the what? The vine. Because people don't understand this thing. Look, in the spirit, I feel like I'm a branch of Bishop Doug. Oh yes, whether you like it or not. Yeah. There are only certain things I started to see when I considered myself as a branch of Bishop Doug. Not, not, we are not a, a branch of Lighthouse Chapel. But we are more Lighthouse than some Lighthouse churches. In character for, and everything. And do you know how much fruitfulness that has produced for me? I see myself as a branch of Andrew Womack. And you know how much fruitfulness that has brought for me? I see myself as a branch of, of Mike Breen. That's why I got him to come here. I was like, come and see your work. I used to communicate with him. I'm like, come and see the fruit of your work. Because where he is, he can't see it. People just criticize him. They don't know how great he is. And when he came here and we dedicated that cafe to him, he even cried. Because we are branches of him. Without him, we would not know how to do missional communities and discipleship and we wouldn't have the, the whatever we have. So don't be too proud to not be branches of other people. Well, you, those of you just say, me, I'm only a branch of Jesus. You where? Where is Jesus? Have you talked to him? Uh, uh. Can I tell you, if you want to be an effective branch of Jesus, be a branch of the people that Jesus has sent to you. 
without the name, the people I'm telling you, without them, this church wouldn't be here. You're enjoying all these buildings and music and what, online what. You are enjoying all of this because of those people. It's not because of me. You're enjoying your missional community because of Mike Breen. I never knew a thing about missional communities. Many of you are now authors from Harvest Institute because I'm a branch of John Maxwell. That's how I look at myself. That's why in Harvest Institute, most of the books we use are John Maxwell books. Because until I joined the John Maxwell team, I didn't have the head or the thinking or that I could, we could have Harvest Institute. So when you just there, me, I'm following Jesus. Where? Since when? Where? That's why you have nothing to show for your so-called following Jesus. You show me your, your things. You show me your churches, your buildings, your conferences, your books, your miracles. You know, you can sound so deep and be stupid. Jesus is a branch. <laughs> I'm not asking you to follow men and not follow Jesus. I'm just saying, don't go to Bujagali to charge your phone. There is a system in place that brings the socket right next to you. But if you're too proud to plug into the socket, you're like, I don't know if you're understanding. I am a branch. I'm a branch. Jesus has, we are a branch of Jesus, but through all these people, Jesus has used all these people to, to channel impartation and anointing and wisdom to us so that we can also become something that then we also channel down to others. I am the vine. I'm the true vine. Father is the Whatever is true of Jesus is to an extent true about you. Romans 8.29 Romans 8.29 We've started on soup below the Let's go. For whom he Funny, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. To be conformed to the image. Which image are you supposed to be conformed to? Saint Paul. Who are you supposed to be conformed to? So if he's a vine and you're conforming to his image, what does that mean about you? Let me ask you a simple question. How can you conform to the image of Jesus and not have disciples? You would be saying Jesus didn't have disciples. How 
can you conform to the image of Jesus and not have miracles? You'll be saying Jesus didn't have miracles. How can you conform to the image of Jesus and not have multitudes that listen to you? You'll be saying Jesus didn't have multitudes listening to him. So you are trying to conform Jesus to your image. If you can conform to the image of Jesus, where are your disciples? Where are your multitudes? Where are your miracles? To mention but a few. I'm teaching you to be fruitful. Every time you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the only befitting position you take in those books when you're reading them, in every story, is the one where Jesus is. Let me demonstrate what I mean. Upstairs, are you there? Blood. Jesus was on his way to, to the centurion's house. Jairus. Jairus. Okay, not centurion. Jairus' daughter had died. And he was going to raise Jairus' what? Daughter. And then on the way, there's this very famous woman who applied her faith, came and touched Jesus and got healed. And there was a big crowd and the disciples and there was a conversation. Okay. You are not called to conform to the image of Jairus who had lost a daughter. You are not called to conform to the image of Jairus' daughter who had died. You are not called to conform to the image of the crowd that followed Jesus. Who are you supposed to be in the story? You're the one whose clothes people should be struggling to touch. So they can be healed because that's the position of Jesus in the story. That's why in the story Jesus is raised from the dead because you also have to be raised from the dead. Otherwise, if you are the Roman centurion who is guarding the, the tomb, I'm preaching better than you're listening. Are you getting something from this message? Which image are you conforming to? When you understand this, then you understand there's no problem in you being a vine and having branches because your fruit will only grow on your branches. John 1.12 But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Who is the son of God? Jesus. Who is the other one? You. Uh -uh. Who is the son of God? Who is the other one? If you don't believe that, then you're not born again and I'm about to make an altar call. As many as received him. He gave not the privilege, the, the right. Look at this. John 1, 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. 
Who are they talking about? Jesus. First Peter 1.23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Jesus was the word. How were you born again? By the word. The, the, the physical you came out of the seed that your father introduced in the stomach of your mother. It is as simple as that. Don't be, don't be confused about it. You didn't come from the clouds. Yeah, your mom did swallow a watermelon. The spiritual you came from a seed called the word who is Jesus. Oh yeah, I'm seeing people here from worship service Nairobi. Welcome. That's the spiritual you. So that's why he says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17 he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit, the same spirit as him. When you were born again, your spirit is identical exactly to Jesus, the same way your body is identical to your father and mother. Are you tracking? First Corinthians fifteen forty seven. I'm also trying. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. You, you, are, you are familiar with the first man. You put some makeup on them today. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Ah, uh, uh, wait. The first man was. The second man is. Verse 48. Let's chase some demons. Demon chasing in progress. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. As was, so also are. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. Right now. Are you still saying you are not a vine? You, have, you are insisting you are only a branch, yeah? As is the heavenly man. So also ah. When ah uh, is the uh, future. John 3, 6. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. <laughs> and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Sautama <laughs> vine. You are not the original vine, but you are vine. 
And the day you understand that, you'll understand you have no business bearing fruit by yourself. All your fruit must be on your branches. My whole life is the disciples that God has given me. If you take these people away, I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. That's why Jesus was praying for Peter. He's like, I can't afford, because he knew by divine order he was going to lose one. He can't afford to lose. Look, if you are the kind of person, someone leaves your mission or community and your life goes on. You don't understand what you're doing. I have agonized deeply over disciples that I, lo I lost. That's why I teach the way I do. My whole life is the people who are close to me, they have a very incredible capacity to hurt me. Because my whole life is them. Hmm? If you take away the Biamazis, it's not even a good example. The Okulos. What, what do I have left? Like what would I be doing now? What, do I, what would I have? Like when, when I walk around, I'm driving on, on Kampala Road, what will I have? Microphone. You see, you need to start thinking about your life. Eh? Because it is through them that they have also discipled others who have discipled others who have discipled others who have discipled you and I'm counting on you to continue the generation of seeds. Don't ever be there and you can lose a disciple and you go and have breakfast. It should not be possible. It should be equivalent to losing a child. You know, you have to get up and go to work when you've lost a child. If you're going to bear fruit that lasts, you're not going to take discipleship like remove from the group. Okay, add back onto the group. Remove from the Imagine if I called my disciples here and said, we have a meeting. And someone says, I'm not available. I, I would be thinking. Oh, why aren't you available? You, you see Jesus calling his disciples and then, then third year says, Jesus, they say, I'm, I'm not available. Ninao Kadiru, Jericho. I have a deal in Jericho, I can't come. You're going to bear fruit. Look, worship harvest is a small ministry. 
and I'm asking God to multiply it huh? a thousand times. Now, wait, before you clap, for it to be multiplied a thousand times, there has to be 1,000 people who behave exactly like me. It, there has to be a thousand people who are all having 31st overnights like this. To, to do this, you can't be casual about discipleship. Even yesterday when I was praying, I was praying by name. Some people have left. I'm calling them back. Yeah. Like this next year, they must come back. Because I don't know where they are. I don't know that maybe they plugged into another ministry and they're being more fruitful there. From the social media and their status, whatever updates, I just know they are not up to any good right now. We pray, we fast. We agonize because that's our life. Yeah, like everyone, like all this I've been telling you, I told, I told all the network leaders to all take their families out for at least two nights fully paid by the church because I was like, these guys need to, everyone needs to spend time with their family. So I also took mine. But I got there and I, I, I when people are going for breakfast, do you know those hotels where the breakfast is like uh, heaven manifested? I mean, I, I have to stay in the room. Yeah, I can't go. Because it goes with the kids. Why? Because I am looking for something I'm praying for my lost disciples. So people go eat, I can't eat. Don't take it as a joke. Eh? Yeah, I went to this beautiful hotel. I never ate even one single meal there. Because I think about these people. Have you understood? Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that he may bear more fruit. <clears throat> ah. Takes away is a bit misleading, especially if you don't have a good Bible. But if you have a good Bible, it will give you an alternative interpretation which is lifts up. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he lifts up. Do you remember the story of the vine? What happens when the vine is down on the ground? It doesn't bear fruit, so what do you have to do? That's the other interpretation. So he takes away from the ground from the environment of fruitlessness. 
I told you fruit grows on the what? On the branch. That's why every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he lifts up, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more. Now, I'm going to share with you something eh, that's going to bless you right now. Are you ready to be blessed? Now, I already told you, you will only have as much fruit as the branches you have. Winner's Chapel has the last time I checked 21,000 churches. Hmm? 21? Around the world. It is impossible for me to assume that with 70 churches I can bear more fruit than Bishop Oyedepo. That's preposterous. Yeah. What's the other word for preposterous? <laughs> the United Denominations of the lighthouse churches originating, the United Nations originating from the lighthouse group of churches has now 6,000 churches around the world in 94 countries. That's done led by Bishop Doug. It is insanity to think that I can bear more fruit than Bishop Doug. With 70 churches in five countries versus 6,000 in 94 countries. you get? Yeah. I hope you've got. Especially some of you think you are bearing a lot of fruit. <laughs> now, the key to fruitfulness is to lift up. It's to get someone from the wrong elevation to the right elevation. Now, there are many interpretations of that, but tonight I'm going to give you one which is the most accurate. And if I agree with you, we would both be wrong. So, you have to take mine. Mala Hey! There is something called elevation in the spirit. And the fruit you bear will be based on the altitude you are operating in. <laughs> How do you lift up? You lift up by imparting How do you impart? By teaching. That's why I say, go make disciples, teach.
teaching them. That's how they live. That's how they change levels. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they become born again. How they become Christ-like? Teaching them. You change people's levels by teaching them. That's the method we currently have. There are others, but that's the most reliable. But let me first show you something interesting, okay? Give me my Revelation scriptures. I don't want to go up there. This is John. He's in the spirit on the Lord's day. He's having a spiritual experience already. This one is not like he's back on the island, no. He's still inside the spirit. And what does he say? After these things, I looked. And behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. He's already in the spirit. And in the spirit he sees a what? A door. And someone is telling him to go up through that door. You know, we teach a lot about people, doors, God will open doors for you. You see, there are doors that are open for you to go through, but there are doors that are open over you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm trying. Come up here. Look, is, is there a door? You have you ever gone through a door which is for going up? I thought a door you walk through, across. But this one was up. <laughs> yeah, there are doors, my friend. There are doors above you that are locked. And all you need is someone to open and say, you see, there are doors of miracles. There are doors of supernatural finances. Yeah, maybe you're used to just working for your money. When people told, tell you money looks for them, you, you, you can't compute because you spend all your life looking for money. It's a door. There are doors of church growth. Not all churches grow. All the churches in mentorship group, some multiplied twice, three times, four times, five times, ten times. One church went from 100 people to 20,000. That's 200 times in two years. That's a no. So there's a no called church growth. You can be there, preach all your best sermons, what? Put on your best clothes, put on perfume. Because that church is the same number. There is a door. There is a door of business. Pastor Chris was telling you certain things. Look, there are some times you have to be confident in who you are. And you understand that you carry certain things. And that certain people 
who get within a certain space, proximity of you, those things affect them. And I know the things that affect the people around me. How? Look what he said in the next verse. He says in, in verse 2, immediately I was in the spirit. <laughs> immediately. Now, he was already in the spirit. But it's as if now there was a new realm. Look, everything on earth should teach you spiritual things. Because some of you assume that the spiritual world is one white box where you go this side and it's finished. That's why you can go from one city to another on earth. That means even in the spirit, there are dimensions of cities. There are places. They had seen the Jesus, but he had not seen the throne. Okay. Let's continue. Give me my other Revelation scripture. Revelation 21. They are looking at me as if. Then one of the seven angels, uh, you are supposed to be reading, who had the seven bowls, bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. In other words, this is chapter 21. The whole of Revelation is a revelation. There is nothing natural in it. But can you imagine this guy, he has been seeing animals, what, the dragon, the pit, the whatever, the tens of thousands of people, uh, millions of people worshipping God, all those things that he sees in the different chapters of Revelation. I know you don't like reading it because you feel like you're getting a headache when you read it. <laughs> but he had not seen the lamb's wife. So someone needed to take him to a place where he could see the bride. He had seen the lamb, but he had not seen the lamb's wife. Many people have seen the Lord and they are born again and they love Jesus, but they have not seen the church the way they are supposed to see it. That's why they take church work lightly. Making money is more important than making disciples. Starting businesses is more important than planting churches. They, you don't have a revelation. You see? When I got this revelation, you know, I used to do my music also. I even stopped doing Moses Mkisa music. Yeah, I was like, it's nothing. I don't want anything. If I write a song, it should be for the church. It's a revelation. It, it creep, creeps up on you. Okay, who thinks what I'm saying is not there? And we send you for Ale Rolex. He says, come, I will show you. Next. Next verse. And he carried me away in the spirit. Huh? Where, how did he carry me away? In the to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. He was seeing the church. Look, 
20 chapters and he hadn't seen the church. 20 chapters of Revelation. You see, the last revelation you had is the one that's keeping you away from the revelation you need to have today. Because you saw one little thing, you went and wrote 10 books out of it and you think you arrived. I had a revelation of how money works on earth and I wrote a book about it. It's called Straightforward Financial Growth. Two years ago, I got a revelation of how money works in the spirit. And I even stopped teaching what I wrote in the other book. Because everything changed for me. Everything. Now, I still teach the other stuff sometimes because not everyone has the revelation I have. So they're going to go broke trying to live like me. So they need to practice what's in that book to have some money on them. That's why you should keep taking your medicine. The man preached because the person who preached the revelation they have of divine health and yours are different. Take your medicine. We need you around. Malikesida. He said, come, I will show you. And he showed him the church, the bride, the heavenly Jerusalem. The beauty of it. Look at the next verse. Having the glory of God, her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as all the idiots who complain about the church on social media. They don't have this revelation. For them, the church is a place where they were hurt, people behaved badly, they lost money. That's what you get when you walk by flesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. That's why you now hate the church. You don't go to church, you don't want anything to do with your church, you don't want to serve, you don't want to lead a mission, you don't want to plant a church. You claim you are hurt. It doesn't matter how much you hurt me. I cannot unsee what I know. I will be serving. I'll be planting churches. I'll be preaching. I'll be praying. Even tomorrow we are here. Six o'clock prayer. You can't stop me. (laughs) You can't stop me. Okay. Look, when it's your turn to preach also on the first first overnight, you preach what you want. Okay? Don't look badly at me because me, I'm preaching what I want. Because what I'm... (laughs) Okay, let's finish. Look, verse 16. Verse 16. Let me just show you a little bit of the church. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, height are equal. Give me CEV. This is the city. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. Are you ready for it? Aren't you, you think you know the Bible very So let me show you the heavenly Jerusalem. Hmm? It's, this is what it says. The city was shaped like a cube. Have you ever seen a city which is like a cube? The answer is no. Okay. Because it was just as high as it was wide. Look when he said, when the angel
Elijah measured the city, it was about 2,400 kilometers high and 2,400 kilometers wide. High, high. Did you get that? High. The Burj Khalifa is one kilometer high. This is 2,400 kilometers high. That's the church in the spirit. That's the thing you play around with. How about when you get heaven, what will you be saying? They can come here when you reach heaven. People who treated the church like trash, they will just be vomiting. I don't know what. They'll be like, Forgive. I'm so sorry. Give me another church. Let me go back and start a ch- and plant 10,000 10, churches. God be like, please, your time is up. Get a harp and sing. I think I even jumped to serve in the worship team. Have you ever seen anything like that? 2,400 kilometers wide and high. That's why he said, that's why he needed to be carried away in the spirit to a great and high mountain to perceive it. That Revelation of the church is so deep. Less than 1% of Christians, even 0.1% of Christians know it. That's why people are still going to hell in droves. I'm talking about bearing fruit. Verse 3, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. In others, this is not a righteousness conversation. This is a fruitfulness conversation. Verse 4 and 5, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Jesus told his disciples, if you don't abide in me, you cannot bear fruit. Can I tell you one of the quickest ways to stop bearing fruit? Is to stop listening to your disciple and to abiding in the words that they teach you. And getting luge. Lugezi gezi. You lay hands on a few f- folks, they fall down. Uh, you say, hey, I'm also anointed now. Uh, you try it. There was a man, there was a, a person, I will not tell you. There was a person who was being discipled by Pastor B3. And she asked, those days, I will not tell you when. And she asked him for, him for reports. How many of you have ever had to find a report for missional community? He was an MC leader. Do you know what he told Pastor B3? Those days, by the way, we didn't have titles. She used B3, Mose, Jeremy. So this guy came and told Pastor B3, B3 yeah. I am an apostle. Yeah. Huh? I don't do reports. All my stories are true, apart from those of foxes, rabbits, and what? I am a what? 
I don't do. Ask me where he is now. He's probably watching us on TV. If, if God touches him, he might be watching us. Not zero. You know people got back to zero. Look, for me, I'm the pastor of this church. But I, I had to cancel our biggest event of the year because Bishop Doug was in Kenya. I was like, Bishop, that can't be in Kenya. That we are also here and we are doing Mountain of the Lord's Gathering. It was going to be our biggest event of the year. I cancelled. We all went to Kenya, did crusades, set up the stage. What? Went to Nyeri, very cold. Following. We told in Anaban to Basatum MC on Ayomu Twitter, go it. <laughs> Fireworks are coming. Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. Unity in the body is vertical. It's not horizontal. Oil doesn't run horizontally. You'll never get oil from a person you consider to be your equal. I heard Bishop Doug say this this morning. It was so funny. Let me say it. He said, you know, the beard that you shaved off and threw in the dustbin, it cannot receive the oil running down the head. The oil is not going to go to the dustbin. Those of you who are thinking of cutting yourselves off, you think now you are too anointed. You want to go that side. The oil will not follow you there. Give me Daniel 2, 48, 49. I'm, of course I'm finishing because really. Daniel 2, 48, 49. <laughs> One, two, three. Together read. Uh -huh. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. What a promotion. This Daniel was the next most important person to the emperor. He got promoted. Do you want to know what he did in the next verse? Also Daniel petitioned the king. You're not reading. And he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. What a wise man. When he was appointed and given all this vitiwa, he immediately delegated his work to these other people so that he could stay in the gate of the king. He wasn't a king. Wow! What a promotion. Give me my chariot. You'll next see me in three months. Aren't you? You've given me work to do. Daniel, chariot coming. Nothing. He, did, he stayed exactly where he was before he was appointed. In relationship with the emperor. 
fire. You've just started your MC the other day, but to catch you to attend the MC leaders training at your location, they have to deploy CMI, FBI, CID, PGB, MI6, Mossad. The MC leader finally to attend the training. That's why Yoka MC has three and a half people constantly. Hey, fireworks. Verse 6. I'm moving. Whoever, if anyone does not abide in me, is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. It's a fruitfulness conversation, not a righteousness conversation. I'm not talking about people going to hell. I'm not talking about people going to hell. I'm talking about people becoming useless in the ministry. Yeah, people who at least were leading something. Look, I, I have people who once were leading a whole location. Zeno now, Zeno. Just mbekulo, noise. Psalm 68, 6. The God sets the solitary in. Same part of the family. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and shall be done for you. That was Jesus speaking to us because his words are spirit and their life. Likewise, the way to abide is to abide in the teaching of your disciples. Yeah, Bible is very clear that they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine in Acts chapter 2. And that's how the church grew. That's how God added daily to those who are being saved. That's how many miracles were happening. Mm. Mm. Oh, I wish I had more time, but we'll find time to chew on this one more another day. Can, let me show you a, a verse. It's a mystery. Acts 16, 4 to 5. The anointed Paul, together with Silas and Timothy, see what they did. And as they went through the cities, oh, they delivered to them the decrees to keep which were determined by their apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. They were teaching what the apostles in Jerusalem told them to teach. They were not teaching their own thing. Stand up. Let's pray. Start praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Give thanks to God. We are about to enter a new year. Any time now. Don't move, please. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. No moving. Don't move out. We are all going to go out for the fireworks so you don't have to worry about it. Just pray. Pray, pray, pray quickly. Lift your voice. Thank you, Lord, for the new year. Thank you for this time. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Thank you for fruitfulness. Thank you that we are going to bear much fruit in 2023. And the whole year by discipling people who disciple people who disciple people who disciple people. 
Thank you, Lord, for your kindness. I expel every sickness in the name of Jesus. I expel every spirit, every demon, every spirit of lack and poverty. I command you to live right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that seeks to attach itself to you, to cross into the new year with you, that should not go with you, I stop it. I cancel it. I cast it. I cast every spirit. I cast cancer. I cast sicknesses. I cast every demon that seeks to oppress you across two years. I stop it. I stop it. I cancel death. You shall not die. In the coming year, you shall live. You shall live. You shall live. You shall live. Lift your voice and declare your victory. Lift your voice and declare your victory. You shall live. You shall live. You shall bear fruit. You shall not quit. Your ministry will grow. Your disciples will grow. You will multiply. You will multiply. A little one shall become a thousand. A small one, a strong nation. The Lord hastens it. The Lord hastens it. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching me online, in any of the venues or you're here and you've not given your life to Jesus, we have very little time. I want to pray with you where you are. I'll pray with you where you are. But I need you to take a step of faith. If you're there and you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I'm not able to bear the fruit you're talking about. I want you to put up your hand where you are. I want you to pray with you. Just put it up straight. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for those hands. I need everyone who is receiving Jesus right now. Just put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up straight. Say, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Someone is, your hand is down and it should be up. We don't have time. So I need you to put your hand up right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your children who are crossing into the new year with eternal life. Thank you for the life of Jesus in them. Thank you that they will never be the same. If you're, if you're giving your life to Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Take my life and do something significant with it. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and bear a lot of fruit through me. Amen. If you pray that prayer, we believe you're born again. Don't go home without letting us know about it. In, we have about five minutes to go out, so I'll, I'll tell you. And I want us to go in Arundel way so there is no accident or anything like that. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, after the fireworks, etc. If you just want to hang out, you can come back in. We'll still be here. We'll hang out and just, you know, see what God wants to do for different people. Amen. Otherwise, you're blessed and highly favored. I bless you as you cross into the new year. I declare fruitfulness. I declare abundance. I declare rest on every side. Rest from sickness. Rest from fa family strife. Rest from striving in your ministry. Striving to bear fruit. You will bear fruit naturally. I declare rest from financial oppression and poverty. Rest from everything 
that the enemy seeks to bring you down. I declare that you're blessed in Jesus' name. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory. We're breaking